Blog Talk Radio. Does anybody want the Lord to make him over? Just begin to celebrate Jesus. Hallelujah. You know my other side. I can no longer
praise God, praise God. Psalm 34 and 1 says, I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Well, I just wanted to hear that song a little bit tonight. I, I just love that song. Uh, I, it just blesses me every time I hear it. And I just felt like tonight that maybe someone else needed to hear it. Maybe you need God to make a change in your life on tonight. And so I just wanted to play that song just a little bit so that God could minister to your heart. Well, welcome tonight to a Word from God radio broadcast on blogtalkradio.com. I am your radio hostess this evening, Evangelist Rebecca Collier-Sagler. And I want you to know tonight that God has a designed word especially for you. Psalms 119 and 11 says, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. And uh, if we will just keep that word hidden in our heart, then we will not sin against God and we will live a holy lifestyle if we would obey the word of God. And then Psalms 119, 105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Meaning the word will illuminate our steps as we walk towards our purpose and our destiny in Christ. Well, it brings me great joy to come before you tonight here on blogtalkradio.com and to share a word from God with you. After the broadcast tonight, if you would look on our webpage for blogtalkradio.com slash a word from God, there is a button there that says follow. I would ask that you please push that button, and it lets us know that you are following us and that you do enjoy our broadcast. And I want to say thank you to all of you who have been following the broadcast as well as all of the other uh, uh, hosts and hostesses who have shows on blogtalkradio.com themselves. I want to say thank you for uh, from the very bottom of my heart for your encouraging words and for all your support for each and every one of my listeners out there. I thank you so much, and I love you all very much. Well, you can go to our website called awordfromgod.webs.com, and you can browse our site. Follow our links to all of our other affiliate sites and all of our other blogs. Also, as many of you know, we do have a page on Facebook, and I would ask that uh, you would go on Facebook to A Word From God. Uh, Please uh, click that Like button to show me that you do like the page. And you can email me with any questions, any things that you want to ask me, anything that you want to talk about. Uh, You can email me at A Word From God 3, that's the number 3, at AOL. Dot com. That's a word from God 3 at AOL.com. And I would ask that when you go on there that you would check out our ad and our advertisement cost page. Uh, so if your church or your uh, community or something that you might be having, a civic group that you might be in, a concert you might be having, and you want us to advertise that on a word from God um, for you, just check out our our uh, ads, uh, our costs on our ads and advertisement page. Our prices are not uh, very, very expensive, and we would love to be a blessing to you. Uh, and if you have any questions on that as well, you can uh, email me at a word from God 3 at AOL.com. 
now on Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. I do a business show where I have uh, business owners to come in. If I don't have anyone that I'm going to interview on the show, I just talk about business business tips. This, right now I'm talking about how to structure a um, a, a business plan to get your business up off the ground. But uh, most of the times I do try to bring on a, a business owner. Um, we love trying to connect you with the world. I, I want to push your business as much as I can. I am a business owner myself. Uh, when you go on regular radio, it's going to cost you quite a bit of money. On TV, it's going to cost you quite a bit of money. But if you would go on our website, um, a word from God, one, uh, I'm sorry, yes, a word from God, uh, I'm sorry, a word from God at uh, at where, at a word from God dot web dot com. I've got so many pages and blogs and Facebook things, so I'm getting my, my uh, numbers and things and my, my call letters mixed up. But if you go to a word from God dot web dot com, you can get all of our, um, business information as far as advertising costs. And uh, we do this every Wednesday. And so if I don't have someone to interview, I do uh, talk about business structure and how to start a business. And I try to uh, go through a more biblical way of doing it because I want to see God bless your uh, businesses. Uh, I do have a blog called A Word From God, one dot blogspot dot com uh, that is for a word from God and I have a second blog which is called Partners in Business One dot blogspot dot com and so check these um, uh, blogs out there's a little bit of information on each one of them uh, I'm still in the process of updating a lot of things I'm I'm working on a book I'm working on a CD so I'm all the time I'm not able to uh, update my blogs but I am going to try to do a little bit better about that. Uh, I have two CDs out. One is called Secrets. It sells for $15 for a two-disc set. Secrets is to help bring healing to the wounded heart that has uh, hidden secrets that you have buried deep within but you're afraid to let go of. And many people don't want to let go of their secret. But I tell you, if you do, you will be tremendously blessed and you're healing will take place and you don't have to be burdened by that thing anymore. And then I have one called I Give Myself Away and it sells for uh, $10. And uh, still in progress and I am working on the uh, End Time series. It was a lot more than I thought. I thought I would have had it already done, but there's a lot of information there uh, for the End of Time series that I'll be teaching uh, it's about the rapture, the Bemisee judgment, the marriage of the Lamb, the Great Tribulation, about the Antichrist, and much, much more that you're going to find in the book of Revelation, the book of Daniel, First uh, Thessalonians, Matthew, and in First Corinthians. I also have a new book coming out in the fall, uh, and this book is also going to be talking about secrets that we carry and the mask that we wear. So I will keep you up to date on um, my on my new book that will be coming out. And uh, also, many of you know, I do have a clothing business. I am still working on that site. 
I've got so many things that I'm doing. Thank God. I praise God for it. Um, but uh, I am tr- I'm going to make sure that I get this site up as soon as possible. And uh, I want to make sure that I get this the new series, CD series out and the new book out. So these things I'm working on very, very hard to get them to you. Also on my blogtalkradio.com slash a word from God page, uh, I ask that you would go and check out all of the affiliate links. There are other affiliate links that I have on uh, on that page. And there is also a, um, uh, a, a an affiliate link that I want you to look at. It's called Blood Pressure Awareness. And it helps people who are overweight. It helps people who have high blood pressure. Uh, maybe you're struggling with diabetes. Uh, maybe you're struggling uh, with your weight. You, you you lose it, but you gain it back. Um, it talks to you about your eating lifestyle, your eating habits, how to change altogether your eating lifestyle. You know, dieting is not a good thing for you, but if you change your eating habits, your eating lifestyle, you can lose weight and you can keep that weight off. So I'm going to ask you to visit uh, all of our links uh, that you see on that blogtalkradio.com page and uh, just take a visit at them and look at all of them. There's some very interesting things on each and every link. Well, tonight our message, our topic is called The True Worshipper. Uh, last Friday night, I spoke at our church, Day Springs Family Church, here in um, uh, Irving, Texas, and um, God gave me a word for the women's group that night, and it was called the True Worshippers. Now, many of us think that we do know how to worship, and we think that it's just in the basic part of when we have church service or when we have the praise music, the worship music, and we lift our hands and we're worshiping God uh, in song and in the things that we do uh, in that service. But it is so much more. And that is what I'm going to share with you on this evening, how to become a true worshiper of God. It is so important to know how to truly Worship God because it's more than just a a uh, singing and lifting of the hands during a particular portion of service. God says that He would have us to uh, our life to honor Him. A life that of of uh, a life that honors God is a life of true worship. So before we go into the Word tonight, uh, we're going to play a song to Him who sits on the throne. Amen. Okay, it looks like I'm having just a little technical difficulty here. So we will try this again. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's try this again.
Let's stand in his honor tonight, everybody that can get on your feet. To him who sits on the throne and unto the Lamb. To the King of kings and the Lord of lords, we bless him tonight. Everybody lift your hands just for a moment, come on. Let's lift it up to him right now. To him who sits on the throne and unto the Lamb.
hallelujah, hallelujah, to him who sits on the throne and unto the Lamb. Hallelujah. How many of you know that he that sits on the throne is worthy to be worshipped, is worthy to be praised? Now, before we get into the word tonight, we will pray. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, I praise you, I glorify you, I honor you for all of your goodness, all of your mercy, all of the love that you show towards us. Father God, on tonight, I ask that you bless your people. I ask, Father God, that this word, Father God, will 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 just go inside of them, be inside of them. Father God, get in their spirit that they might be able to become the true worshipers that you would have them to become. Father, we thank you and praise you. We glorify you for all of the magnificent things you do. Father God, forgive us for the things that we've done that are not uh, are right in your sight, Father God. Help us, Father God, to become more worthy, Father God, of the things, Father God, that you are showing us, the things that you have us to do, O oh God. Lord, we praise you, we honor you, we glorify you right now. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray that you take this word and that it will just envelop the people, Father God, that they might grow. Father God, that they will become hungry, that they will become thirsty after worship for you or to you, Father. And we just thank you right now. In Jesus' name we do pray and we say amen. Hallelujah. Well, our text tonight is coming from John chapter 4, verses 23 and verse 4. Uh, in this uh, particular uh, uh, scripture here, in this particular chapter, uh, many of you know that uh, Jesus was going to, uh, he stopped off in, in uh, Samaria. And that was kind of not something that the Jews did because there was a problem between the Jews and the Samaritans that uh, it was it was a racial divide. Like sometimes here in America, there's a divide racially. And not only was there a racial divide, but there was also a religious divide. And there were, you know, talks of, well, you don't worship God in the way we do so we won't have anything to do with you. Well, you don't worship God in the way that we do. And so they were putting each other down for their ways of worship. And Jesus met a woman, a, a Samaritan woman, who people normally would not talk to because uh, she wasn't the type of woman, or type of woman that uh, decent men spoke to just used for whatever they felt like using her for. And Jesus stopped and asked her for water, and um, she gave it to him, and he began to share things and tell her things about herself. And she was like, wow, how do you know this? How, how can you know these things about me? And, and Jesus began to share things with her about her life and even about how to worship and he his his words just uh just went all through her and she told him that she perceived that he was a prophet and he let her know that he was the Messiah that, that they were talking about that would soon come and she began to run and tell the story uh about how Jesus was here. Come see a man, come see a man who has told me great things about myself. When you hear good news 
there is not a problem in you going and telling someone about that good news because you're so happy, you're so excited. It's like when you know there's a sale at a store, they're having a certain shoe sale or dress sale or or, or sale on, on food or whatever, or they're giving away a free something over here. You run and you go tell it. Well, this woman, when she found out the good news of Jesus Christ, the things that Christ had told her, she had to run and go tell everybody. But the main portion of this scripture is about uh, worship. How do we worship God? Because that was a big problem between the Jews and the Samaritans. So tonight we're going to look at uh, John chapter 4, verses 23 and 24. And verse 23 says, But the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. Verse 24, God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Well, the question tonight is, what is worship? Worship is an act of religious devotion usually directed towards a deity. The word worship is taken from the old English word worth-ship. And it means to ascribe worth to God. It also means to express to him our sense of his worth and his value to us. God is looking God is seeking for and looking for true worshipers. People who are not ashamed to openly worship him. People who will cry out for a move of God in their lives. People who are hungry and thirsting after God. In worship, we should renew our vows daily to our Father. We should fall deeper and deeper in love with him in each passing day. That's just like for those of us that are married. If you don't spend time with your spouse, you lose something in that relationship and your relationship becomes stagnated, and, and, and then it begins to stink, and then it leads to other things, and, and, and it could eventually lead to divorce because you're not paying t- uh, uh, spending time or paying attention to each other. You just let the day go by, and you, you hardly ever even speak or talk to each other. Well, God wants us to fall deeper and deeper and deeper in love with him in each passing day. We should renew our vow daily, our vows daily to the Lord when we're spending time with him. You know, uh, I heard our pastor say this morning, we spend more time shopping at Walmart. I know I can do it also, stay in Walmart two and three hours looking for things because there's so much there to look at or go to the mall or go to a movie. And we can spend so much time somewhere else, but when it comes to time with God, it's like, oh, five minutes? Oh, gosh, I've only prayed for five minutes? Lord, whew, I mean, you want me down here all day? What, 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 do you, what do you want from me? We need to spend that time with God on a daily basis. 
if you can spend two hours at the store or you can spend two hours watching TV or watching a movie, you can spend two hours with the creator of this earth. For many people who come to church every week, there is a void and an emptiness. We love God. We're saved. But something is missing. And that something is that we don't have an intimate relationship with God. See, when we worship, worship should catapult us into our ministry and into the next level of our walk with Christ. Many of you are saying, Lord, I feel stagnated. Lord, I feel empty. Lord, there's a void in my life. You know, when am I going to be able to move to the next part, the next uh, uh, area of ministry, the next level? When am I going to walk into the next season in my life? It's because we don't have an intimate relationship with Christ. We don't fellowship with him on a daily basis. We just fellowship with him when there's a God you need uh God you need to only know this about me at this time. We only want God to uh deal with us when we have a need. God is not a genie. He is not a wishing well where you go and drop a dime in the wishing well and then make a wish. God is not candles where you blow out the candles on a birthday cake and you make a wish. God is the creator of this earth. He is the creator of heaven. He is the creator of universe. And how dare we say God, I don't have time to talk to you today. I've got this to do. I've got that to do. But we could do none of these things without him. None of these things without him. It is only through true worship that any void, any emptiness in our lives can be filled. If we don't have a specific time of worship, and I'm not just talking about sitting down and saying, Hallelujah, Lord, we worship you, Father, we praise you, Lord. Hallelujah, we glorify you. That's part of it, but that's not all of it. It is good to to sing praises to the Lord because when I start off my time of worship with God, I sing to him, and as I sing to him, he begins to uh, moved by his spirit, and then he shares words uh, of wisdom and words of knowledge with me, and then he shares his word with me. But it is still all more than that. It, it the music is wonderful. The, the 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 singing to God is wonderful. The lifting of our hands is wonderful. The kneeling and the bowing down. He requires us to do that. But there's still more that God has for us to do in order to become a true worshiper. Well, Sister Becky, what is a true worshiper? True worship is a life that honors God. That is true worship. It begins and it ends at the foot of the very throne of God. It is a genuine worship that comes from the heart. To God's heart This morning when I went to church I went to church in a different way 
I went to church with my heart already full of worship. I, I began to worship and praise God before I got in the church so that when I got there this morning, I didn't have to have anybody to prod me. I didn't have to have anybody to cheerlead me on. I didn't have to have anybody to push me. I didn't have to have anybody to say, come on, come on, praise him, praise him, praise him, praise him, because I was already full. I was already full of worship for him. And so it was no problem for me to go in there and lift my hands. It was not a problem for me to go in there and sing to the top of my lungs. It wasn't a problem for me to jump and shout and dance and praise him. It wasn't a problem. And because I went there this morning with a heart full of worship, God met me there. He blessed me so much in our services uh, uh, at church today. It was truly an honor to just be there and just watch God work in the way that only we know how he can work. We not only uh, just sing songs and we not only just lift our hands, but we also worship God through our prayer life. We worship God through our study time. We worship God in our giving. We also worship God in how we treat others. How do you treat other people? Uh, do you walk past people? Do you look down at people? Do you feel like you're better than others? All of that is worship because if you're treating people right, that means that you are leading others to Christ. You can't lead someone to Christ if you're not talking to them. You can't lead someone to Christ if you don't take time to sit and get to know them. You must treat others right. It is a part of worship. How do you choose to live for the Lord? Are you living holy? Are you living a sanctified life? Or are you just living any old kind of way you feel like living? True worship is a life full of holiness and sanctification. That is a part of being a true worship. With many of us, we bring God a traditional worship. You know, we do. We, we, we sing, we lift our hands, we jump and shout. Uh, we do worship uh, the way that uh, we want to worship and according to our will. And some of us even say, well, if I feel like worshiping, I will. Commonly, worship is considered to be singing and the praise part of the service, as I had said a little while ago. While that is part of it, worship is truly so much more than that. God is not interested in forms of worship. He is interested in a heart that cries out to glorify him. Worship is never about us. It is always about Christ. Always about him. When we're worshiping God, it should not be that we're doing it in a way where others are looking at it. Oh, look at her. Wow, she really knows how to worship God. Oh, look at her. Boy, she got a cute little dance. Oh, boy. I mean, look at her. She can go. It's not about you. Worship is all about God. It doesn't matter how you look. It, the, the form, the way you do it, the way you dance, I've been to churches where people just kick their feet out. There was no form to the dance, 
but they love God. I just watch some people sometimes worship God just jumping up and down, just jumping up and down. Why? Because they love God. It didn't matter that they didn't have a cute jump. All they did is they just wanted to do something. They wanted God to know, God, I love you. And, Lord, I, I, I'm, I'm so full of love for you. I have so much worship for you. I just want to jump up and down and just praise you because you're so good. Some people back in the day, they used to call us holy rollers. And some people just roll on the floor, just roll. They just, they're just back and forth, just rolling because of the goodness of God. Some people fall out up under the power, the anointing of the Holy Ghost. The form doesn't matter. It's what's in your heart. It's what, uh, if, if, if you have a genuine heart, if you have a heart full of love towards the Father. Well, some say, um, I follow the rules of worship. There really are no rules to worship. Uh, we just follow what the Word of God says. But some people will say, I follow the rules of worship. I sing, I clap, I shout, I jump, I fall out, I cry. Um, so I'm praising and worshiping God. But you know what? Even after I've done all of that, I still feel empty inside. I, I still feel that something is missing, and that's because we're not giving God true worship. Our life does not reflect Christ in the way that it should be. I heard our pastor say this morning that any time that you spend with God, you're connecting into power, and there should be power in our lives. We should be able to lay hands on the sick if we're a true worshiper and see them get healed. If we're a true worshiper, we see people... Uh, we can go and when we see a possessed person, we can cast the devil out of them if we are a true worshiper. If we're a true worshiper and we see a genuine need, we should be able to walk up to somebody and be a blessing to them if we're a true worshiper. If we're a true worshiper, we should be one that will take someone out and and take them shopping, buy them a new outfit for church, something that uh, uh, that they don't have to wear the things that maybe they wore to the club uh, before, but that they can come to the church and they can feel like a, a, a holy man or a holy woman, feel like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing the very best that I can. I'm, I'm dressed for the Lord. I feel like I'm a part of what God is doing because I don't want to show my body in an unseemly way. There are so many ways that you can be a true worshiper that will bring uh, blessings from God to you that will be pleasing in the eyesight of God. Where you become a worshiper and you won't feel empty afterwards. You won't feel a void or you won't feel like something is missing. Uh, as children of God, we must realize who we are worshiping. Is it God or are we trying to show others how truly spiritual we are. Letting everybody come up, girl, you really did that today. Oh, you were shouting, God was just blessing you. Ooh, you fell out in that floor. Oh, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. It's not about you, as I said earlier. It's all about Jesus. 
It's all about him. God loves us so much. He demonstrates that love to us every time he blesses us. Why can we not do the same for him? Why can we not show God how much we love him on a daily basis, getting into his word, falling on our knees or or, or wherever we go to pray, if we walk and pray, we fall on our knees and pray. If we stand and pray, some of us may lay down and pray. Whatever it is that you do, uh, you need to take that time on a daily basis and let God know, God, this is your time, my time. Turn off the TV. Turn off the phone. Uh, tell people between this time and that time, I pray. I'm not getting on the phone. I'm not talking. I don't want to be bothered with a bunch of junk. I'm spending my time with the Holy Spirit on today. We don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit by not talking to him. Hallelujah. You cannot force God into a service with false praise. And worship. I'm going to repeat that again. You cannot force God into a service with false praise and worship. Come on, work him up. Let's work up the spirit. Let's get the spirit high. Let's get the spirit high. If you're not already coming in there with praise and worship on your lips, you can't make God come somewhere where he knows the praise and the worship is not real. I remember a time I was at a church. I believe uh, this was when I was in Arkansas, and uh, we were at this church. Uh, our pastor at that time was preaching there, and so we went to support him. And the service was high, the music was going, and people were clapping and singing and shouting and falling out, and they were fanning people and carrying them out the door, and I mean, it was all kind of stuff going on. And I was really trying to get into the service, and but, you know, I couldn't. And I said, God, I said, what's wrong with me? You know, what am I doing something wrong? I wasn't a new babe in Christ, but I was still kind of new. And I was learning and I was growing and God was sharing things with me. But God spoke to me right there and he said, this is not of me. He said, this isn't my spirit. That's why you can't get involved because this is not the Spirit of God. If God is not the center of attention, he will not show up. If our praise does not come from a place of purity and an upright heart, if worship is done in vain, then it will not be acceptable to God. All you would be doing is just worshiping yourself. Your worship to God must be acceptable. See, we just can't go to church for two hours and sing, Hallelujah, hallelujah, we praise you, Lord, we praise you, Lord. We glorify you, Lord, we honor you, Lord, you're so good. We love you, Lord, we love you, Lord, we love you, Lord. We sing praises to your name, Lord. We sing praises to your name, oh God. We can't just spend two hours once a week and think that we're worshiping God. How we worship God is on a daily, daily, daily basis, renewing our vows, 
singing unto him, lifting our hands unto him, praising him, shouting before him, dancing before the Lord like David, uh, telling others about Jesus Christ, witnessing, showing forth love to others, showing forth love to Christ, living a holy and a sanctified life. It is a 24-7 relationship and worship fest with God. Even when you're doing your dishes, you can just start worshiping him. Even when you're watching TV, you can, you can as you're sitting there, sometimes I'm watching TV and something will come on and it will make me think about something that the Lord did for me. And I'll just say, hallelujah, thank you, Father. I love you. I glorify you. You are so good. And I go back to watching. I'm telling you that it is a 24-7 love fest, a worship fest with God. If there is no true worship, then we cease to be the true church, the church where God's spirit dwells, where miracles, healings, deliverances, and salvations take place. Many of our churches today, uh, when there is true worship going on and the spirit of the Lord is moving as never before, we had one of those uh, services a few uh, Sundays ago. I believe it was July 3rd on my wedding anniversary. And we had a service like that at our church where our bishop could not even stand to minister. He was trying, but the spirit of the Lord was moving in a way, and he just said, you know what, I'm stepping back. He said, God is the preacher here today. And God worked miracles and wonders, and things began to happen why? Because the church was full of true worshipers. There are two ways that we can approach God in worship. That is in spirit and in truth. Number one, true worship in the spirit. Our worship is a spiritual act. Our spirit man is to commune with God, who is spirit. In true worship, we enter into a spiritual dimension, and there and only there do we experience real joy, real love, real peace, real comfort, forgiveness, and other things that we have never known before. I'm telling you, when you get into real worship in the spirit, when God takes you to another realm and another level, and he begins to show you the mysteries of the word of God, and he begins speaking things to you that open up that word to you in a way that has never been opened before, that way nobody can come in and take that from you which God has deposited into your spirit. I'm talking about going to a level that others have never been to because they don't truly worship God. They put on a show. They go for other reasons. They don't go to truly worship. They just go to see, well, I want to go to church today and see what's going on. Take pleasure. You know, I don't have a cable on, so I don't get a chance to see Sunday's best. So I just go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and go to church and, and I'll listen to the choir sing and the soloist sing and the pastor sing. And, and that way I'll get a little bit of my Sunday best. 
in there. But we need to go to God's house for the right reason so that we can be moved into a level in God that we never even thought we could get to. It is important to be a true worshiper in spirit so that God can raise you up from where you are now and raise you up a little bit higher and a little bit higher and a little bit higher and a little bit higher. So by the time you get to that highest level, you're in heaven, and it doesn't matter anymore. So we need to begin to worship God in yes, spiritually. I I know one of the most important things to me when God wants to talk to me is when he calls me by my name. Many people know me as Becky, but my name is Rebecca, and God calls me Rebecca. He'll either say, Rebecca, I want to talk with you. I, I, I need to sit down and talk with you. Or he'll say, daughter, daughter, I need to I need to speak with you. There are some things that, that I want to show you. How many of you have ever, well, you and God are on that type of relationship with each other that he calls you, Cindy, I, I, I need to talk to you. Uh, Mary, I, I, I need to talk to you. Uh, Jim, I, I, I need to talk to you, son. Uh, 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 Joe, I need, I need to talk to you, son. Sit down. I got some things I want to tell you. It is so good to have the the most high God just say, look, sit. I want to talk to you. I got some things that I need to share with you. Because you and I all know, we all know that we can't go into the White House and just walk up those White House steps, ring the doorbell, say, hey, I came to talk to uh, Barack Obama and Michelle Obama. They would kick us out of there, and we'd be in jail somewhere so quick and so fast. Uh, You can't go to England and go to Buckingham Palace and just ask to see Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip. I mean, there's just no no way that that's going to work. But with God, you have opportunity to sit down and talk with the creator, the king of kings, the lord of lords, the master of everything. He is God. He is El Shaddai. He is uh, the God that is more than enough. He's Jehovah Jireh, our provider. I mean, Jehovah Shalom, he's our peace. Everything that we need, we can go to him and talk. Even on some tough days that we might have, you say, Lord, you know, Father, I had a rough day. I need to sit and talk to you. And sit down and talk to the Lord. And then once you've talked to him, sit and listen and let God talk back to you. What I do is I keep a pencil and paper close by so that if the Lord wants to say something to me profound or if it's not profound, but most of the time I write down everything that God speaks to me so I can go back later on and look at it. Some God, sometimes God wants to talk to you about your life, what he has Planned for your life. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven says, "For I know the thoughts that I think towards you," saith the Lord, "thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end." Do you know where your life is headed? Have you spoken to God, or God spoken to you, so that He can tell you the the plans that He has for your life? 
so that he can guide you into those plans. If you don't talk to God, you don't know where you're going. You don't get direction. Uh, you're, 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 uh, he doesn't order your steps because you're not talking to him. You don't have relationship with him. There's no fellowship with him. You're not intimate with him. Hallelujah. Number two, true worship in truth. Our worship is not only to come from our spirit, but our worship is to be done in truth. John 14 and 6 says, Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And John seventeen seventeen says, Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. For our worship to be true, we must be directed by the word of God. How can you worship him? How can you effectively pray? And how can you know God's will for your life if you don't know his will? His will for your life is his word. If you don't know me, there are people that know me. I mean, have known me all of my life. There are people that have made only maybe known me uh, 10 or 15 years of my life. There are some people that have only known me five years and some people who just see me in passing. So for those that have known me all of my life, they know everything about me, everything. They can sit down, we can laugh, we can share, we can talk. I can tell them where I'm going. They can tell me where they're going. We pray. We 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 just uh, we we know each other. We have fellowship with that, with each other. We have relationship with with your spouse. You they know you in an intimate way that others don't know you. Um, with your very best best your what they call it your BFF best friends forever. They know everything about you because you spend time talking. Your family knows everything. But if you don't know some, if you don't know me, and you walk up to me and I don't know you, and all we know is each other's name, we don't really have a conversation unless we sit and we talk and we gradually get to know each other. That is the whole point of prayer, getting to know God, uh, talking to God, not always asking God for something. When we worship God, we should be worshiping God in a way just because we love him. And see, God already knows what you need. And I know the scripture says you have not because you ask not. And so you can ask God anything. But if if most of your conversation is, God, I love you so much. I want to be found worthy of you, Lord. I, I want my life, Lord, to please you. I want my life, Father God, to be a shining example to others, Lord, that they might see your good work in me and glorify you, Father, who is in heaven, where that life that you are living or that life that I am living, it will cause other people to want to turn to Christ. 
But if we don't know him, if we're always just asking, 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 why, 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 Lord? Lord, you said, Lord, please, please give me this. That's not worship. That's begging. And we don't have to beg God for anything. Lord, why haven't you done it this way? Lord, why didn't you do that way? Because maybe God doesn't see any faith in your life. Or maybe God has another reason for the thing that happened to happen. And there are some things that he's trying to show you. Sometimes God will move everything out of your life in order to show you something, in order to be able to deal with you, in order for him to take you to that next level. He'll move things and even people out of your way to get you to a place in him that you need to be in. Hallelujah. To know true worship, I'm sorry, to know true worship, in uh, to know true worship in truth, we must have a to know true worship. We must have a salvation experience. You cannot worship Him if you don't know Him. Now we can praise God. God can uh, anybody can praise God. The trees can praise Him. The ocean can praise Him. Unsaved people can praise Him because sometimes unsaved people might something happens and. They almost got shot, or they were almost in an accident, or or in a bad uh, um, uh, tornado, or earthquake, or something like that. Oh, hallelujah! Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you. You saved me, Lord. I'm gonna have to go to church, and after that, that's it. They give. Oh, Lord, we praise you. Wow, Lord, I praise you. Anybody can praise God, but not anybody can worship Him, because worship is something totally different. There is an intimacy, there is a knowing, there is a relationship building, there is a fellowshipping in worship. Uh, To worship God in truth, it liberates us from our sins. When we worship in spirit and in truth, our worship is always fresh and real. Anytime we're worshiping God, What you worship God for this week ought to be something new and fresh next week when you go to church. You can still praise and worship God for the things of old, from the things in your past, Uh, when God, uh, testimonies from, from back in the day, that's okay. But your worship to God should be fresh and real. Why? Because you're spending time daily with him. So God is doing new things. Scripture says, I will do a new thing in you. God will do new things in your life. It should be fresh and real. Our our anointing should always be fresh, always be real before the Lord. Verse 23 of John chapter 4 says this, It says, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. Seeking means looking for. When God's spirit, his glory, arrives in churches all around the world, he is looking for one thing. He's looking for true worshipers. When God walks into your church, 
can he immediately point you out as a true worshiper? Hmm. Hallelujah. God sees a lot of things going on in his house. He sees dancing, so we're dancing and shouting. He sees singing, hears singing. He sees people clapping, shouting. The music is playing. People are running, crying, falling out, and other religious things that we're taught to do, things that we find in the Scripture to do. This is what God sees in some of his people. Then in others, he sees talking, texting, Tweeting. Now, I know that sometimes the service gets so good and you just want to tweet somebody, girl, you ought to be here at church services off the chain. I understand that. But we're still in the house of God. And that tweet can wait until right after service. And then you can tweet. Then you can text. And all of that stuff, all the talking and all of that. Uh, many times God sees the people that are looking at their watches. People being distracted, looking around the room, and even some people come to be entertained. The church is not an entertainment place. The church is the house of God. What comes out in the church should be nothing but great praise and great worship. You don't come to the church like you go to the uh, the Apollo uh, there in New York or like you go to the comedy club or uh, like you're at a talent show or like you're at a movie or you're at a club. You don't come to the Lord's house to be entertained. God isn't a comedian. I mean, sometimes the pastors will say things that are funny. And it's okay to laugh when the pastor says something that's funny. But it's not Entertainment He's saying something He's making a point And some men or women just happen to have a jovial spirit And in the way that they say it It comes out funny I'm a person that loves comedy I I love to laugh I, I, I love a good joke You know, that kind of thing But I also know that the house of God Is a place of worship It's a house of prayer Even Jesus said that Himself, He said, this is a house of prayer, but you've made it a den of thieves when he found the people selling inside the temple, and they were doing it for their own gratification and not for to give to the glory and to the honor of God. When people come or when you come and you go to your church, what is your reason for going? Are you going there because I like the choir? Oh, that choir can sing. Oh, my pastor boy, he or she can sing. Wow, you ought to hear my pastor, my that bishop preach. Wow. Oh, well, next time I'm going over here to this other church because they got a good choir too. I want to decide between the two choirs which church I might want to go to. Wow, you know, wow, um, over here uh, they got puppets. Over here for the kids You know Are you going to the church Because the spirit of the Lord Is there It could be a super gigantic Mega church It could be a medium sized church Or it could be a small church Many times people don't want to go to a small church 
because it's just it's small. But in your smaller churches, a lot of times you're going to find true worshipers there because they are doing their best. They they want to give their all to God because they want God's blessing upon that ministry so that that church will grow. What is your reason for coming to the house of God? Are you truly a true worshiper or do you just come to be entertained? I am going to um, stop right here and then I will come back uh, with something else just to finish up this uh, this message. But I want you to listen to this song. Hallelujah. I love you forever. In this place tonight, we are expecting the awesome power of the Holy Ghost to touch each and every person that's in this room. Reach over and tell somebody that the Holy Ghost is here for you tonight. And all you have to do is receive. Tell them all you have to do is receive. Hallelujah. How many love him with all your heart? There's a little song that says this to the Lord.
We're not walking into JC's house. We're not walking into my road dog's house. Hey, I'm going into I'm going into my dog's house. I'm going into God's house. No, we are going into a place that is a house of prayer. And we are to walk in there reverently, loving God with all of our hearts. There are some things that you can say, but there are some things that you cannot say. And maybe some of you say, well, that's a little old school. But I believe in being respectful in the house of God. Uh, Number five, I believe it is, worship should come from a holy lifestyle. 1 Peter 1 and 16, uh, it is written, because, because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. We should be like our Creator, holy, walking in righteousness, running from sin and not to sin. We should pattern and follow Jesus' life as our example in living holy. We should do what he did. Jesus said, greater things than these will you do. Whatever Jesus did, he said, we can do it in a greater capacity than what he did when he was here on the earth. Uh, Number six, worship is to please God and not man. Matthew 6, verse 1, verse 5, and verse 16. And I'm going to take them in that order. Verse 1, take heed that ye do not your alms before men to be seen of them. Otherwise, you have no reward of your Father, which is in heaven. Verse 5, and when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. And verse 16, Moreover, when ye fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces, that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have their their reward. We don't praise God to score brownie points from others. We praise God and we worship him and we do it out of love for from us to him. We do all of the things that we do for the Lord because we love him. We honor him. We glorify him. We want him to get all of the glory out of our lives. And point number seven, our worship to God must be edifying. One major reason why we assemble, one major reason, reason why we assemble is to provoke Unto love and good works, which is found in Hebrews 10 and 24. Paul wrote that in our assemblies, let all things be done unto edifying. 1 Corinthians 14:26. Every act of worship in the assembly should be for praising and glorifying God, as well as edifying or building up the saints. Any act of worship which is not directed to God is misdirected, and it is not done in or by the Spirit. Once we learn how to truly worship in spirit and in truth, worship will bring about a change in our lives, such as we've never 
seen before. You always hear uh, you put something in the in the service, you take something out. You often hear people say uh, you shouldn't you should leave here different than when you came. If you're a true worshiper, things are always going to be changing in your life because God is going to begin to show you new and great and powerful things that he's going to show you that are going to take place, that are going to happen in your life. He's going to open up the gifts of the Spirit for you. You're going to be able to prophesy, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, the gift of faith, the gift of healing, uh, tongues and interpretation of tongues and all of the other gifts that flow uh, from the Holy Spirit. You will begin to see God use you in a way your whole life will totally change if you become a true worshiper. The, the Bible makes it clear that our partnership with God is his idea and not ours. As John puts it, we love because he first loved us, 1 John 4 and 19. We know we can depend on God to be faithful to us. But will we do our part to maintain the relationship? It is easy to break God's covenant. All we need to do is to ignore him as though we did not need him or as our father and king. So many times we break the covenant, we break the agreement that we made between us and God. God never breaks his covenant relationship with us, but we get busy. God never gets busy to spend time with us, but we do. And then we just begin to totally, the Holy Spirit will will tap at our hearts and say, "Uh, hey, I want to talk to you. And we will actually act as if we don't even know he is there or that he's talking to us. And that's another way that we grieve the Holy Spirit because he's sensitive and he wants to talk with us. He wants to love us. He wants to share with us. But we begin to break that covenant. And then when things begin to happen in our lives that we're not happy with, then all of a sudden we want to knock on the heart of the Holy Spirit and say, well, I'm ready to talk now. I I need you. Something's going on. I, I need your help. I need you to talk to me. But thank God for the Holy Spirit because he's always there. He loves us so much. So for us to keep the covenant with God means that we must fulfill our part of the agreement. Spending time with him, reading his word, doing good to others, showing love, living holy, all of this is worship, true worship. Worship lies at the heart of all. We must we must do all to maintain our relationship with the Lord. Jesus reminds us the Father seeks genuine worshipers. God is seeking after worshipers. He's looking. He's looking around. Where can I find true worshipers? Worship means to bow down or humble oneself before a greater authority. In worship, we acknowledge the Lord as our king and offer him our praise. Through worship, 
through worship, we see God act for us and hear him speak to us. And we tell the story of how he has rescued us from sin. Worship keeps the lines of communication open. Through worship, we respond to we respond to God's faithfulness by pledging our renewed faithfulness to Him, and by giving Him permission to do His work in our lives. To worship is to tell our loving Father how much we love Him, and in return, as we do all of these things, God blesses us with His presence. In our midst. You see, I, I I see God just coming into our church doors, and he's looking around for somebody. He's just looking around for the true worshipers. He looks through all that other stuff that's going on, and then God begins to feel a tug of worship at his heart. He looks, and he, he has the heaven, he has the, the Holy Spirit, and he has the Son, Jesus, with him, And he says, look, Jesus, Holy Spirit, right over there, I see true worshipers. Their hearts are pure and holy. I see love for me in them, but I also see love on their faces, not just for me, but for others as well. He says, when I look at them, I don't see any bitterness or unforgiveness or hatred in their faces. I I, I don't see gossip in their hearts. I see where they're dedicated to living holy and their lifestyle is that of a Christian. Actually, what I see in them, my son, is I see you. I don't see any perverseness in them. I don't see any lust in them. I don't see any fornication or adultery in them. I just see purity of heart. Look at them as they worship me. Look at them as they bow down and they cry out to me. Look at them as they're just glorifying and honoring me and giving me what's due me as their as their king, as their Lord, as their God. And I heard somebody say one time, they said, that God can't stand too much praise. They said because when you begin to praise God, it just gets to God, and God's just got to start sending down the blessings because you're praising him so much. He just got to send down the blessings. Oh, I got to get, well, she needs this. She need, oh, he needs that. Oh, I got to get this to that family. Oh, look, they just bless, they're praising me. They pray, oh, I got to bless them. I got to bless them. So what God does is he turns to his son, and he turns to the Holy Spirit. And he says, I want you to call up to heaven right now. I want you to call the headquarters. And I want you to tell them to dispatch the ministering angels. I've got a lot of blessings to pour down on today. There are people out there that need my help, and I want to bless them. Listen to their praise. Listen to that worship. Listen to how they're honoring me. This is what I want you to do. I want you to have the angels to bring down healing. I want you to have the angels bring down miracles. I want them to bring down jobs. I I, I want them to bring down homes. I want them to bring down cars. I I want them to bring down some financial blessings. I want them to bring 
spouses. Many of them are, have been crying out and asking for a spouse. I, I, I want them to bring down children. Many want to be blessed with children. I, I even see where many want businesses because they want to be a blessing to others, and they want to build their own businesses to help uh, others to get a job. Bring down businesses unto them. And I even want you to, to bring down salvation. Why? Because these true worshipers are praying for those who are not saved. They want me to bless those who are not saved with salvation. They want me to present salvation to them. So you know what? I want you to bring salvation because I don't want anyone else to not to to feel the void and the emptiness. I want these people who are going to get saved, I want them to become my true worshipers. God is seeking tonight, and he is looking tonight for true worshipers. Is that you tonight? Are you a true worshiper of God? Hallelujah. God is so awesome on tonight. Not just tonight, but God is awesome every day. He is awesome every day. And I just want to play another song for you. And uh, after we play this song, we will uh, talk with those of you who may not know the Lord and uh, give you an opportunity to ask Christ into your life. Uh, I'm telling you, to worship God means so much. God is is the greatest thing I've ever known in my life, the greatest thing I've ever known. He is just powerful. He's all-knowing. He's all-seeing, omnipotent, omnipresent. I mean, he's just, he's everything. Without him, life is nothing. You can have all the money in the world, but still not have everything that you need, and that would be peace. That would be healing. That would be salvation. And you could be poorer than a church mouse and have salvation, but you can go to sleep at night and rest. You 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 have healing in your body. You can pray and talk to God anytime you want to. You're not up under any stress. When you have Christ in your life, you only are up under stress because you put yourself there. But if you totally trust God, if you totally uh, let God lead you and guide you, if you totally become a true worshiper, I mean a true worshiper of God, God will see you through anything. Scripture said there is nothing too hard for God. And if you would only trust him on tonight and make up in your mind, Lord, I want to be a true worshiper. I know that it's more than just singing and the lifting of the hands, but it's more than that, Lord, but it's my life that honors you. It's a genuine worship from my heart, a genuine praise from my whole being, my body, my soul, my spirit. It all connects together, and it worships God with everything it has to worship him with. Hallelujah. Enjoy the song.
Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, hallelujah. Well, we just honor God on tonight. For those of you who maybe feel like you are not a true worshiper, but um, 
you would like to become a true worshiper. God is here to meet you tonight for that very, very need. He wants you to give him true worship and true praise. Sometimes we just do things uh, just because we were trained to do it that way. Sometimes we were um, told, well, this is the way that you do it. But, you know, God wants to, he just wants you to be a, a true worshiper on tonight. He wants you to worship him with everything that you have on a daily, daily basis. Are you ready to make a commitment tonight? It doesn't have to be all day long or anything like that, but the scripture tells us that we're to pray without ceasing. There should be in your life a time set aside. I don't care how busy you you get. You just have to set aside some time, whether it's in the morning, whether it's in the evening, whatever time it might be. For some people, they like to do it at night because everything is quiet. Some some people like to do it early in the morning because people are still asleep. Or those who don't work will like to do it in the daytime when the children and the husband or the wife are gone and there's nobody there but them. You need to spend time with God so that by the time you get to the church house on that Sunday, you are so full of praise and worship unto the Lord that when you get there, nobody has to pump you up, nobody has to prime you, that you're already filled up with the precious Holy Ghost. All it takes is just a lifting of your hand, a shout from your voice, a, 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 a praise off of your lip, a worship in your heart. And when you get to the church house on Sundays, you're already ready. You can help lead someone to the Lord. You can help uh, someone might see you in, in doing all this praising and this worshiping. The Lord may have you to lean over and just touch them while you're worshiping and praising him. And then it connects to that person. Fire spreads. If you've got the fire within you and you touch someone else and that fire jumps on them and then it jumps on the next person and it jumps on the next person, you can truly set the house of God on fire with literal praise and worship. Are you one tonight that wants to totally, totally learn how to truly be a true worshiper for God? If you are tonight, if you're not ashamed, if you say, Lord, you know, I'm sorry. I've always done it this way. But tonight I learned that I have to be a true worshiper 24-7. Lord, I want to worship you in a way that I've never worshipped you before. Lord, I want to give you praise and glory and honor. I want to worship you in my prayer life. Or with my prayer life, I want you to I want to be able to worship you with the word in spirit and in truth. I want to worship you in spirit that my entire being, my spirit touches God's spirit. Father, I'm sorry tonight for what I've done. And I want to be a better person. I want to, to my my life 
the worship the Lord to be full of, of, the, of holiness and sanctification, Lord. I want to be able to bow on my knees and I want to pray and I want to sing songs and, and I want to talk with you, Lord. I don't want to continue worshiping you, Lord, in the old way, but I want to begin to worship you in spirit and in truth. Lord, I love you so much, and I want you to be proud of me, and I want you to be pleased with me. I want you to be pleased with the things that I do, oh God. I want you to be pleased, Father, tonight. Hallelujah. If you've prayed, if you've turned your life totally over to a new way of worshiping God, when God walks through the doors of your church on the next Sunday, when he begins to seek out, hallelujah, hallelujah, and he begins to search out and he's looking for two worshipers, will you be one of them? That he tells Jesus, look, there's a A true worshiper. Look at her heart. Look at his heart. There's no guile there. There's no bitterness there. There's only love there. There's love for us. There's love for others. That you, even during the time of giving, giving is a part of worship. Will you give differently next week? Will you take your time and your offerings up to the Lord in worship? Worshiping the Lord That you have the ability That you have the money Even if you're just giving an offering Even if it's just a dime Even if it's just a dollar Even if it's just five dollars Worship God as you're taking up That offering unto him And laying it at his feet Lord I thank you for the ability To be able to give I thank you to be able to give And worship And watch God change things in your finances. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Become a true worshiper. Hallelujah. 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 Just begin to worship God wherever you are. Just begin to worship him and praise him and lift your hands to him. And just worship him with all of the love that you have for him. Hallelujah. Some are going to hear this on the archive. And even then, begin to worship God. Begin to love him. He's here. His presence is here. Even On this radio broadcast now God's presence is here For you to worship Him And to love Him For you to worship Him And adore Him For you to worship Him And give Him honor For you to worship Him And give Him glory Don't don't be ashamed Lift your hands to the Lord Lift your hands Lift your voice Let Him know just how much You love Him Hallelujah He is so good. He is so wonderful. He is so magnificent. Hallelujah. Great is the Lord. Hallelujah. Great is the Lord. Hallelujah. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 
Hallelujah. He is worthy. 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 Hallelujah. He is worthy. Hallelujah. He is worthy. Hallelujah. Thank you. We praise you, Father. We praise you, Father. We praise you, Father. We praise you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. I pray tonight that you were blessed by the word. I pray that you were just touched in your spirit to change your life, to change your worship, to change the way that you worship the Father, that you would not allow yourself to be distracted when you go to church on Sunday, that your heart will be full of worship, that when your leaders, your praise leaders and your bishops and pastors and overseers stand before the congregation to take you before the very throne room of God, that you will be able to move in a way that has never been done before in your life. Because as we learn tonight, as you worship God, God will begin to catapult you into your ministry, into the next level of your life, into your season where you belong. And he will begin to, as you begin to worship him spiritually, get into an atmosphere of praise and worship. God will take you to a very new realm in him, a new dimension in him. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, God has done great things, I believe, on tonight. He is an awesome, awesome God. I pray that you did enjoy. If you did enjoy this, uh, write me. My address, my email address is a word from God three at aol dot com, or you can even leave a comment here on uh, the web page on on my show page here on blogtalkradio dot com. Uh, I would love for you to become a follower of this radio broadcast. It blesses me so to see the people who are following this broadcast. It blesses me so uh, to uh, see how many people have been listening to this broadcast. I'm so honored and so delighted. Every time I get a new listener, each week it just goes up and up and up. And I'm truly honored that you take the time out of your busy schedule to come and listen to me every Sunday night here on A Word from God. God is truly awesome. He truly is a awesome and a powerful, 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 powerful God. And I tell you that I... I, I don't know what I would do if um, if I didn't have him in my life. Well, we only have about 12 minutes left to go. And I'm just going to go ahead and um, going to go ahead and cut this off tonight. Uh, I want to say thank you for tuning in tonight to a word from God on blogtalkradio.com.
com slash a word from God. I am your radio hostess this evening, Evangelist Rebecca Collier Hagler, saying thank you for joining us. Uh, I would ask that you would tune in on Wednesday if you are uh, someone that's in business or would like to go into business and just hear what I have to say about business. Uh, tune in to uh, the same link every Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. And I, once again, I just want to say thank you so much. It's truly a blessing to be able to share a word from God with you each and every week. And so I would say until next time, uh, see you next week. God bless you. Good night. And be safe. Amen. Child that will give them their own, you know.